We are live. Ladies and gentlemen and everyone in between, welcome back to the Invincible FC podcast. Uh, and today we are doing flops and ones to watch for each Premier League team this upcoming season. Um, spoiler alert, a few of mine are going to make Josh really, really mad, uh, which is going to be fun. Mine probably will too. What's the point what, of- what did you say? I said mine probably will too for you. What's the point of them? Oh man! I'm well, excited for this one. I'm really excited. Not say something stupid there, Gans. Okay. <laughs> um. Let let let's let's do alphabetical order. Okay. Um. I hate that it goes this way. <laughs> yeah. But technically, in alphabetical Z-day, order, Z-day. ahead of Arsenal <laughs> is AFC Bournemouth, which yep. is like. Bleh, but fine, we'll do Bournemouth first. This is <laughs> All right. Who's your one to watch for Bournemouth? Um, they just signed a 19-year-old named Alex Scott from Bristol City. He's been touted as one of the hottest uh, English talents, um, and he's probably going to slot right into their midfield and, and play a big role. They have a lot of young players actually to look out for. Um, they just got a Hungarian like left back um, to replace Jordan Zamora. So, yeah, I think I think they could be exciting to watch, and Alex Scott will be a big reason for that. That's that's a decent shout. That's 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 not a bad call. <laughs> um, I went for uh, Dungo Watara. Okay. I think I know he was pretty good last year, so he put his name on the lips of a few football mm-hmm. hitters like myself. Um, but what we're gonna see is him formulate into the complete package this season. Uh, he's gonna he's just just gonna have a fantastic year. Uh, I think we'll see a lot of production out of him. And so, yeah, I've gone with Watara as one to watch for Bournemouth. Really good players. F- scored that fantastic winner against Spurs. Dude. 95th minute. My goodness. Always a goal in him. Always a goal. Mm-hmm. Fun player to watch. Really, really exciting. All right. And flops. Um, I have gone for another one of their new signings, um, Justin Clivert, um, son of, of a legend. Um but he's kind of struggled to break through. He's had a lot of potential for a while. Um, he had an okay season at Valencia, scored six goals last season, but um, he's now he's 24. He's kind of moving, you know, he's, his career is moving fast, and he's um, come into a side where I feel like he'll struggle to play that often. Um, and I think guys like Utara and Solanke and, um, you know, a bunch of other players, Jad and Anthony, I think will – give him some difficulty in getting into the squad. I think Dominic Solanke, who, who, will, who will struggle a bit this year. Um, he had a decent season last year, um, but you just named a couple of good players who are going to be competing for minutes, mm-hmm. uh, and I just don't know um, if I'm convinced that he'll be able to maintain the level. Yeah. That's so fair. that's... That's kind of my call there. Fair enough. Um, word. Moving on to the Arsenal. I'll go first here. My one to watch, Fabio Vieira. Ooh. Decent season last year. Decent season last year. The obvious pick is you're in Timber, of course. Um, Fabio Vieira is my guy. I think he's going to have an uptick in form. I think the competition for spaces in the midfield is going to be good for him. He's going to be, you know, spurred on to, to raise his game by players like Emil Smith Rowe and Kai Havertz returning to the team. He's not going to have guaranteed minutes. He's going to have to fight for his spot. His level is going to raise. 
I think we're going to see good things out of Fabio Vieira this season. That's really interesting because I thought I, – I was sure that he was going to go on loan. He was going to go out on loan, um, and he he stuck to it. And it looks like Arteta's going to try to have him be Saka's backup. Um, and, yeah, he'll get in the midfield every now and then, but there's a lot of competition now. Um, and Reese Nelson will come back. He'll, you know, he'll fight for minutes with him as well. Um, it will be difficult, but he – yeah, he could absolutely get in there, and, and he's looked good in preseason. He scored that banger against Barcelona, really confident winning penalty against against City. Um, so I could see it. I could see it. Didn't you have him as a, a, your flop last year? Maybe I did. I, I, I you know, really feel like that. It is probably in the notes. Find out. No, these are to-do lists. Nope, just looked it up. It was Eddie and Ketia. Ah, okay. Yeah, well, I was wrong about Inketia. Jeez. We, we Sorry, Eddie. Fabio Vieira, though. Yeah, we were both, we've both definitely been critical of Fabio Vieira, but mm-hmm. I think he's a good player, man. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, like you said, he's did an excellent preseason. That goal against Barcelona was awesome, and mm-hmm. he scored the winning penalty against City, celebrated with passion. Yeah. Obviously, the celebrate, celebrating with passion doesn't mean he's a good player, but <laughs> it was just fun to watch. Um. Yeah. yeah, I'm convinced by Fabio Vieira this yeah, season. Yeah, I'm glad to see like he. Yeah, he seems kind of like nervous for a while. It seems like he's gotten his confidence, which is a really big deal. Um, I... I have. I hate that you said what you said about Yuri and Timber being the obvious choice because now I regret picking him. <laughs> um, I did consider putting Leandro Trossard, so I guess I could say Trossard will be will be the guy because he's kind of gone under the radar recently with just so yeah. much so much quality around him. Um, probably still going to come off the bench thanks to Martinelli, but I think Trossard's going to be a super sub off the bench. But I my guy's got to be Urien Timber. I'm really rooting for him. No, I mean, I think Urien Timber is low-key the right pick because he's the obvious one. He's clearly a good player. He's the only one of the three big Arsenal signings that hasn't played serious minutes in the Premier League. Like, for a, a specifically Premier League fan, which is what I assume most people listening to this podcast are, he is the one to watch because nobody has seen him play much. So you right. don't know what's going to happen with him. True. I mean, to a degree, Kai Havertz is the same, is similar because nobody knows how he's going to be deployed. Yep. For Arsenal, he's been deployed as a striker and as a midfielder already. And so Lord knows what's going to ha- happen to him next. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I think Urian Timber is so adaptable. He's so young, he's so talented, and he's right. completely not proven in the Premier League. Not that I doubt him in any way, but just that, you know, he's got a lot of people who have yet to say, wow, this this Timber kid's pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people don't know. Come on. So who is your flop then? Um, my flop is, is – this is good. <laughs> this is good. Thomas Partey. I think Thomas Partey is going to crumble under the pressure of midfield competition. I think I know the idea is for him and Declan Rice to start together with Martin Odegaard, but I think by the end of the season, it will realistically make more sense for Partey to start or for Partey to sit on the bench, Declan Rice to start in that number six, and either Fabio Vieira or Kai Havertz to partner Martin Odegaard in that midfield. Weirdly enough, I don't hate it. I know you expected me to. I don't hate it because I think Arsenal was planning on kind of using this season probably to usher Rice into the role and party out of it. 
Um, I do think they will start together and there is a good chance that it ends the season. Like you said, um, I haven't gone for him because I still think he is too good of a player to put him as my, my flop, but it's not actually that bad. <laughs> That's what I'll say to it. <laughs> not actually that bad. Word. I appreciate the <laughs> words of confidence. If you can call them that. I don't hate it completely. Only mostly. Word. Um, I appreciate I have, the partial love, if you can call it that. Go yeah. ahead. <laughs> I have gone for somebody that might get you upset or might not. I've gone for Alexander Zinchenko. He frustrated I mean, if me. If Tierney stays, then I don't hate that. It's not just about Tierney, though. I think Tierney's leaving because I think that's best for him because he is not getting respected at all. Um, it's the fact that I think Yuri and Timber might move into this role. I know Zinchenko has been hurt for a little while and that's why he hasn't played in preseason, but Timber on one side and white on the other side has been working phenomenally well. And I have a feeling that Timber who's never played left back in his life will probably be Arsenal starting left back come, you know, at some point like middle of the season. Um, and Zinchenko in the second half of the season, especially after, you know, before the collapse, like when the Liverpool game happened and all that, he really frustrated me defensively. Yeah, he 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 offered something going forward, but defensively, it, he was a real liability. And that was, yes, he was a major reason for our success in the first half of the season. But I also think he was a major reason we did not end up winning the title. Um, so I'm gonna have to go with him. Yeah, that's not a bad pick. That's really not a bad pick. Um, I don't know what's gonna happen with him, but. I, I will agree with you. I was pretty frustrated by Zinchenko. Uh, and I think that that makes sense to me. Once to watch, Aston Villa. Who have you gone for? I've gone for Alex Moreno. Ooh, um, good, pick. good I, pick. I've just always really liked him. I thought when they signed him last season, I, I actually included him in, in last season's team of the year. I, I put him in the team of the year despite literally playing half the season because I thought he was just that good in that half of the season. Maybe that's unfair to do, but um, but he's a really good player. He's a really good left back, um, and I think he's one of the better ones in the Premier League, and I, I'm excited to see what he can do in a full season with Villa because now he's got a full back line with him. He's going to be playing next to Pal Torres, um, and there's just going to be a lot of, a lot of quality in that, in that team. Who starts next to Pau Torres in your mind? Is it still going to be Tyrone Mings? Well, he's he's been the captain, right? Did he he get stripped of the captaincy? He might have. Yeah, by Stevie um, G. Right. But yeah, that when, was right. Uh, when I Emery came in, I think he gave it back to him. Yeah, but he is he is a lefty, um, and and so is uh, Pau Torres. Um, I think Kanza's probably the better defender, but again, if Mings is this, the the uh, captain, then. I could see two two lefties starting, unless he goes and reverts to a back three, but I don't see why he changes it. Yeah, I mean, I, does Unai Emery really ever play a back three at all? I mean, he did at Arsenal when he was failing, but yeah, that right. really didn't work. Yeah, because he was failing. Um, but regardless, yeah, I, I I lazy picked Aston Villa. I went for Jacob Ramsey. Okay. Um, this is a guy who everyone's like, oh, this kid's gonna be good for like the last two years, mm-hmm. you know. But I think this is the year it happens. I thought he was very good last year. Yeah, he was very good last year, but I think he's going to be even better this year. Fair enough. Like, I think he's going to be one of those players that next year people are talking about, oh, Liverpool's in for him for 85. 
or some shit like that. I could, you know? I could see it. I think that I think that's the level he's capable of achieving, though, mm-hmm. and I, I believe we'll see it this season. His brother is really making some noise too. The the fake Aaron Ramsey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he might be going to Burnley by the way. <laughs> His brother. Uh, that would be interesting, bro. We yeah. would get to see him. That would be cool. Yeah, be cool. absolutely. That would be cool. Um. All right. Cool. Flops. 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 You're his heel. Really? Won't live up to the hype. Will not live up to the hype. Didn't even play that much for Leicester this past season. Villa's got a lot of midfielders already. A lot of good midfielders already. They're in for midfielders. That that that's a stat. And I mean, I know they're in Europe now, so he will get minutes, but he won't play in the important games because uh, I don't think he's going to be capable of winning a spot because he couldn't even win a spot in a relegated Leicester side last yeah. season. Yep. Well, I will second you there for everything everything you said. I had Yuri Tielemans as well. Um, I'm glad we're on the same page with that because I think it's it's hard to pick a Villa player who won't shine. Um, and Tielemans hasn't – I don't think he's done that much in preseason so far. I haven't watched them, but he, he hasn't really been notable. Um, they've scored a lot of goals, and everybody else has been contributing a lot. Um, and, yeah, I just – I think he disappointed me last season because I wanted him at Arsenal. We didn't sign him, and then he he had a really tough season. I think if he had a better season, Leicester might be in the Premier League right now. Um, and I completely agree with that statement. Yeah, and I think he's going to have a lot of competition to even be playing. And I do think he'll play a decent bit because they – I mean, he did sign there for a reason. Um, but, they again, there is a lot of players to fit in. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree. Let's move on to um, Brentford. Mighty Brentford then. Uh, my Brentford is Aaron Hickey. I know he's in his second season there. Usually you pick a, a new signing, but I haven't done that so far yet this entire list. Um, but I like Aaron Hickey. I think he was all, um, but this season will be his his an announcement party, so to speak. He'll, mm-hmm. he'll step up a lot. And um, he's going to fit into the team really nicely. Uh, Brentford's going to be a team that's going to need production and goals wherever they can get it. And he's proven himself a pretty decent threat as an attacking left back. And I think he'll help. Fair enough. Yeah, um, I was I was critical of of him when he signed, and I'm not going to go for him. Um, he's I. I think it definitely could happen. Um, he could have a good breakout season. I think he and Rico, uh, Rico Henry, the other Rico, um, could make a very formidable back uh, wing back pair. Um, I've gone for an attacker that's going to have to step up in place of Ivan Tony. Um, for me, it's uh, Yohan Visa. Um, I think he he's very underrated. I would say. Um, he's scored seven goals in his first two seasons in the Premier League, which is not an easy feat, especially if you're not one of the um, one of the main the main names. I mean, Brian Mbomo as as the second name had nine goals and eight assists next season. Very you know, very under the radar, and I think he's going to score even more because he's going to be forced to. He's going to be put into that role now, um, and Yoan Visa is, is going to be supporting him, and they're going to be a very um, of a very good duo, I think that that's going to need to step up if they're going to finish up to upwards to mid table. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good prediction. That's a, wait. So, 
overall, mm-hmm. I went for Brian Bomo as my flop. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. I think without Ivan Tony, going to struggle. Going to struggle a lot. Um, I mean, I know they're going to be relying on him for goals, but I just I think without the strike partner to play off of, his, I don't know. I don't think it's going to work. I could see it happening. I mean, he, he is going to be forced to do a lot more, and it's going to be difficult with, with no Tony and with him kind of having to replace him. Um, and his expectations are probably going to be higher. Um, I've gone for one of their new signings as their flop in Kevin Shaddick. Um, technically, they signed him on loan um, in January, and he kind of struggled to adapt. Um, but but then they signed him long term, even though he didn't really he wasn't really that successful. Um, and they've put a lot of a lot of pressure on him because I mean they spent a decent amount of money I think upward over over twenty million pounds, which is not nothing for Brentford I'll say. I mean um, they just set their club record transfer fee at twenty three million for Nathan Collins, didn't they? There you go. Is that yeah? Exactly. Uh, and he was I think right under that. Um, so yeah, I think he'll struggle and. No other reason. Yeah, that's totally fair. That is totally, totally fair. All right. Um, and bouncing on to ones to watch for Brentford, or sorry, Brighton. Jesus. Um, you said his name in the last episode. Uh, we were talking about um, potential young player of the season candidates. Uh, I think Evan Ferguson is the one to watch for Brighton. He had some good performances last season, so we all know he's capable but didn't really get the consistent minutes we all wanted him to. I think this season we're going to see him play consistently, score consistently. He's he's going to slot right into this team. If Brighton hold on to Moyes Casido for another year, um, the solidity he's going to get from that midfield playing uh, you know, in front of him and then players like uh, CISO like we talked about, it's, it's going to be pretty lethal. He's, he's a very exciting one. Absolutely. Um, I think Brighton's entire team is one to watch, to be honest with you. I I did write their entire team. Yeah, that's honestly, that's, I'm excited to watch Brighton is what I'll say, especially in the Europa League. Um, I've gone with NCISO for exactly the reasons why I I said in the um, previous pod, listen to that one. Um, I got nothing else to say. That's it, NCISO. Love NCISO. Mm Mm-hmm. We love NCSO on this podcast. Yes, we do. All right. Who's your flop? Yeah, let's go to flops. And this one's hard with Brighton because you really back their recruiting team to get it right most Mm -hmm. of the time. Uh, But I went for Mahmoud Dahoud. Oh, that's not a bad one. It's a weird weird buy. You know, they usually don't buy from teams like Borussia Dortmund. Um, And I don't know. You got to try one. You know, what I mean, I'm not, I'm not super confident, but there, someone's got to be a flop, and, and maybe it'll be him. That's a good call. Actually, I didn't think of him. Um, you're probably right about it. I just went with a safe choice in Danny Welbeck because, like, he's Danny Welbeck. He's older now. Like, I think you're so gonna be wrong. No, 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 no. Really? I think you're gonna be wrong about that. Really, Danny Welbeck. Every year, people say he's not gonna be good. Last year, he had a great season. Yeah, but now he's having Ferguson. I don't know. I just. I... Okay, so he's not more excited about other players because I agree with you. Evan Ferguson is going to step into a starting role, but I mean, as a support striker for a team that's going to be in the Europa League, 
Danny Welbeck was dumped on freaking Bodo Glimp. Yeah, but break, this is the Premier League. Uh, 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 fair enough, but still, like, <laughs> he's going to play against teams in the Premier League as well because they're going to have important competitions going on. Brighton, we agreed, are going to go far in the cups. Brighton are a team that are going to be stretched in many ways. Welbeck's is going to play. I don't. Yeah. I, I, flop is really harsh. Oh man, I should have gone for Dahoud. You. I also just realized <laughs> no, no, that loaned out me, Unai. No, Josh, don't let me wave you, bro. Don't, no, don't no, 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 no. But I just realized that loaned out Unai. Done, I I'm just trying to tell you, I think that's harsh, bro. I know. I just realized they loaned out Undav, so now he's going to have an elevated role. That is brutal. But still, I don't know. I, he's just not exciting to me like the rest of the Brighton team. And when I say like the whole team is one to watch, he's just not a one to watch for me because we've seen him. And like he's just not – he doesn't excite me anymore, at least. Danny Welbeck, what a guy. Sorry. Oh, Spain scored one no. Spain scored? Spain scored one no. Love it. What do you know? Ladies and gentlemen, we are paying slight attention to the Women's World Cup while recording. Pretty uh, sure I picked Hermoso as the first goal scorer. Not that I bet on it, but uh, in that FIFA game. So, nice. Oh, ruled off. Oh, it's seriously? Nil, nil. Oh, it's my nil, God. Nil. You jinxed it. Yeah, my <laughs> So now you guys know when we're recording this. Yeah, they know exactly what time <laughs> this is being recorded. Um, yeah, but Before Danny we also Lennox know that we're, we're way too crazy about footy to, to miss uh, this kind of a match. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't know. I just uh, – okay, we'll, we'll, we'll brush past that. All right. <laughs> well, back nonsense. Um, Burnley, one to watch. Sander Burge. Like it. Pretty obvious pick. Um, great signing. Uh, good player. I can't say much else. I, I just I'm excited to see him to play in this really really fun to watch Burnley side. I've been watching highlights of them last season in the championship. What a cool team! I can't believe Sheffield sold him. They are in. They're fucked. Straight up, like they have nobody left. The fact that they gave him them basically their best player left. Just, Yo, tell yeah. us how you really feel, Josh. Seriously, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what they're doing. Anyway, we'll, we'll wait for Sheffield. Burnley, one to watch. Um, Zeki Amdouni, I mentioned him in a previous pod. I think he's going to be a reason why Burnley finish upwards to mid-table. Um, he's going to score a decent amount of goals. He'll, he'll be pretty creative for them. He's a really good player. He's been uh, breaking out in Swiss's um, first team. Um, he, he did really well in the Swiss League the last few years. He's still only 22. I think he's going to do a lot for them. Great center. Yeah. Yeah. Can't disagree with that. Um, Burnley. I've got Nathan Redmond. Same. Weird buy. Weird buy. Going to struggle to reinsert himself in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Been a couple of years. I don't know if he still got the sauce. That's just how I feel. I don't know if he ever really did. He was always yeah, a very yeah. average player. That's good. That that's that's a good, very good point. Nothing yeah. against Red, Redmond. I don't know if you saw the uh, announcement. Oh, everything against Redmond. Funny, but... no, no, no. What? Go ahead. I don't know if you saw the announcement video he had, but it was kind of funny. It was like the, it was a takeoff of um, what was it? Uh, I I forget what it is. Oh, uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. They took it from that, I think. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was some some stupid little play on words but anyway um yeah i have nathan redmond as well same reason right, cool. nothing else glad we're, glad we're in agreement on that one mm-hmm. right. chelsea one to watch go ahead nicholas jackson i think he's oh. gonna score 
at least controversy, Denver, which... controversy in the chat. Okay. Ooh, okay. Okay. I don't. think um, he's just he's just a young player that seems exciting. Um, there's they've made so many signings and just so many of them I feel like are just not gonna pan out as. But like Jackson, you know, he's been decent, I guess, and I, I think in preseason he scored a few goals. Um, it's mainly just like I think he's gonna get ten goals, and for Chelsea, you know, give in the last few years, ten goals is a decent decent number. Um, so I, I think he's just like he's the one signing that like I think can do well at least long term. Okay, my Chelsea one to watch is Mikhailo Mudrik. Oh my god! <laughs> I think he's gonna play well this year. I think he's going to do well. His confidence is back and up. So like the U21 Euros. He's back in the squad. It's Mudrick. He's fast. He's got the ball at his feet. He runs. You he's know what I mean? Mudrick is ball. good, dude. Yeah. He's got tattoos. <laughs> he does indeed have tattoos. He's got tattoos. Right, you, can't, you can't argue with the tattoos. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I, no, I'm serious, bro. I think Mudrick is going to have a good year. Um, I think there's going to be competition for spots, but – He's a player who a lot of people were excited about when he came into the league. He has a lot of uh, he has a lot of ability with the ball at his feet, um, and Pochettino has proven himself very good at molding young players like him. Um, mm. I don't know what this says for his future after his time with Poch, but I think you can look at him in a similar light that you'd look at a young Deli Alley um, and see the way that that Poch molded him at Tottenham, and I think he has capability to do the same thing with Mudrick at uh, Chelsea. So that's kind of my take there. Well, I think I'm ready to move on to flops so I can respond to that. <laughs> no, don't tell me this actually happened. Of course it happened. Okay, go ahead. Bro. Of course go it ahead. happened. Of go course ahead. I have Mikhail Mujic as my flop. <laughs> I mean, come <laughs> on. He's... Listen, I, I understand what you're saying. He, he, he was pretty good in the Euros. Um, he's a quick player. He, he's got a lot of talent. He was so bad, so bad when he came in the Premier League. And I understand it's hard to adapt to it and all that. And no, he's not Deli Ali. And I think Deli Ali was a very different situation because he came from the academy. And I think he was already a, like a, a young star when he came in. Um, I, I don't. <sighs> Mikhailo Budrick was a young star when he showed up at Chelsea, dude. Arsenal no, but in the Premier so League, Premier League, he's done it in England. Mudrick has not done it in England. And. <sighs> Maybe it's biased because I just don't Mudrick want him to succeed. Everybody else in the Premier League last season, you don't huh? understand that. What? I'm playing with you. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I, I, I just, it's just, he was, he, he was whiffing the ball like he couldn't even make contact with the ball. He, I don't know if he was scared or what. Like, yeah, I understand there's confidence issues when you come into it, but like. That was brutal for a hundred million pound player, and he's still because of that price, he's he still going to have he was like seventy million. What? He was like seventy million. It wasn't hundred. I think million. he was more than that. I think I think Arsenal's going for like eighty, and they they went more. I don't know, maybe not. Regardless, he was he was a high. He he was a very pricey player, and because of that, he's still going to have a lot of pressure on him this year, and I think he's just not going to live up to it. Ah. Uh... Ah, um, I feel like Mudrick is good, dude. Mudrick, he plays seventy-two million uh, dollars. Fair enough. All right, that was a lot less than I thought, actually. Yeah, 
in Kunku. Still. 68. Enzo Fernandez, $124 million. There you go. <laughs> um, but regardless. But um, yeah, Mudrick only $72 million, which is like. Pepe is still twice. Some million pounds. Um, I mean, I would. I, that's a, it's a big salary. Yeah, it's a big it's a big fee. I'm not arguing with you there. That's a lot of money. It's definitely a lot of money. But um I don't know. I just think Mudrick has promise, dude. He he's he's he he has capability he's capable of being a good player. He just has to get there. Yeah. Um and he's on a long contract, so he's he's got time. He's they've they've clearly got like they've invested in him now. He's he's there. He's at Chelsea for a while, so he has to come good for them. Uh, that's his only choice. But they can take a sunk cost. That's their choice. All right, ready to get ready to to, to be wowed even yeah, more. You're gonna say Nicholas Jackson. Right? Yeah, my Chelsea flop. Yeah, he's it. not ready for the Premier League. He's not ready for the Premier League. Everything you said about Mikhailo Mudrik, yada yada yada, missing the ball. Nicholas Jackson. I, I was looking at the stats earlier, bro. Nicholas Jackson's not that good. He scored. Okay, riddle me this, right? Nicholas Jackson, in. 48 appearances for Villarreal has 13 goals. Yeah. That's not that good. Some goals. Mudrik scored, what, nine goals in 40 appearances for Shakhtar Donetsk, the best team in Ukraine. So he's he's getting all the chances. Mudrik plays on the wing. Nicholas Jackson plays striker. His job is only to score goals, and he's not a build-up striker. He is a, a, a... Poacher style striker. I mean, he came off the bench for ten games last year. He's young, like he's young, just like Mujic. I think he's just. This is what I'm saying. He's not ready, bro. He's Mujic has Premier League minutes under his belt. Nicholas Jackson, I think, has been able to to get those minutes in preseason games against Premier League teams. He's gotten some sort of experience at least, and he scored in them. Uh, fair enough, mate. Um. I, I disagree, but I, I, you know, it is what it is. Um, I, I'm not even gonna. It, not fine. Um, 